Tonight on Four Horsemen of Roleplay, getting started with RPGs. some that can compete, but with the smallest Fandelver is, and at that price point, it's fantastic. So, I think that this is a perfect starting point for anybody who's looking to run for more than three people, like that's more than one DM and two players. Uh, If you are looking to do something a little more slimmed down, Dungeons and Dragons Essential Kit that just came out this past uh, spring is about fifteen to twenty dollars on Amazon, maybe like twenty-five in your local gaming shop. Uh, it includes not only eleven dice, which basically pays for the box, just about, <laughs> but it also comes with a module uh, which I haven't heard a whole lot about. Uh, it's called Dragon of Ice Spire Peak. Uh, but it is set in the same area as Lost Minds of Fandover. So even if you've picked up the starter set, this may be a good second purchase, uh, or vice versa. It also has a neat little trick where you don't need as many people. Right? You can play this as small as a one-on-one. They have some cool things for sidekicks, NPCs. Uh, this isn't necessarily what I'd go for for a first purchase. That's a little more expensive. But if you've only got one other person and you're wanting to try things out, go for it. Yeah, uh, the sidekick system kind of works like Hirelings uh, did in some of the earlier Forgotten Realms video games. Yeah, you used Hirelings a lot in earlier editions. 
absolutely needed if you're only going to run with one or two players. Uh, let's see. And then the more traditional way is you just pick up all three of the main books, you know, Player's Handbook, Monster Manual, and Dungeon Master Guide, in that order if you have to cut one. Yeah. Uh, honestly, if you were going to buy three books and you have six people, I would say get two Player's Handbooks and the <laughs> Monster Manual. Yeah. <laughs> Because you're going to be scrabbling for rules uh, no matter how much you buy, honestly. You're going to be looking stuff up, preferably after your session's over, but uh, or before it starts. So you'll want something for your players to use, something for you to have some resources, and honestly, starting up, the Dungeon Master's Guide is the most important information. Yeah, it's kind of unnecessary. We're talking about it, and we don't the DMG too often. It has useful things, but it's just not a must-purchase. Uh, now, if it is a must-purchase, I think for every player I've ever met, is it the shinies? It's the shiny clack clacks that tell you what numbers you roll. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> like many players, I think Andrew has got the fever. Yeah, you cannot have too many of these little tasty polyhedrals. You have to have a second one for when you huck your d20 across the room for too many nat ones. You gotta have enough d8s to cast sleep, which is eight if you're dropping at level one. You gotta have enough d6s for fireballs and d8s for lightning bolts. Uh, and hope he uses d12s. I guess have a second one in case you crit. I guess you could just roll it twice. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I would pick up one of the like chess eggs. Uh, I think they also do those. Yeah. Well, you're going to end up with Chessex dice one way or the other. Go down to your local store. They'll probably have a treasure chest full of them. Pick out the shiniest of the clack clacks. Uh, I don't know if you want the single tone, metallics, uh, shiny, glitter ones, whatever. Uh, pick ones that you like and get a whole bunch. I, I personally go with the route of every new character I buy, I end up buying dice then. That way I don't buy it in between. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Use a crown royal bag because everybody has. <laughs> so, uh, after that, even if you weren't going to buy the starter's kit or the essentials kit, you were just wanting to try to see what it takes to make a new character, they, all of the character sheets are free on the main wizard site. Yes, with a couple different variants, and everybody wants to make their own homebrews. So, there's a glut, I think you already used that word, I might have. of character sheets, form fillable, automatic filling, what have you. It's out there. I prefer pen and paper, or pencil and paper, I never use a pen, uh, for just about everything in this. I like actual books. I rarely use anything digital. I don't feel it has any place at the table. Uh, I'm old-fashioned. Some of us prefer digital. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a, I think I'm a hybrid. I go 90% digital whenever, and most of that's whenever I'm making characters. But I still like the feel of a pencil, uh, paper to keep track of my hit points on, so a paper character sheet. Um, I like graph paper and note cards for whenever I'm trying to build a module or, or just come up with a map. Uh, DMs are going to use a lot of graph paper if you're the type to draw maps. Uh, if you've got a cartographer in your group and it's drawing the maps, yep, you want the graph paper. Uh, 
also, I mean, post-it notes are great for trying to keep track of all of your DM notes that you come up with as you're going through. Got one of those in the monster manual right now for you. Yeah. Um, and then the other things that are not essential to buy, but I think most players kind of think they are. I also think it's a great way to uh, get a feel for your character a little bit, uh, and that's miniatures. There are tons of ways to get miniatures for, uh, to represent your character. Everything from, I'm going to use this Cheeto, <laughs> to, I've painted 20 hours on this little piece of plastic I bought. I've painted more than a few minis, and I've absolutely played where the Cheeto is under attack from three nickels and a penny. Uh, do what you got to do. If you like the battle mats, do that. Uh, I have an actual official battle mat now, but I usually just laminate a piece of poster board. It doesn't cost much, doesn't take much, and if you ruin it, you throw it around, you'll get another one. Mm -hmm. Now, some easy, cheap ways to get miniatures that actually look like people. Um, Not a Cheeto? Not a Cheeto. I guess you could try to find a five-prong Cheeto. I have a rock that looked like Jalen with headphones. I believe that. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, the uh, Reaper Bones are probably the cheapest, and they are... Allegedly primed. <laughs> I still not trust that. They are 100% like hydrophobic though. Yeah. So you've got a problem with something. It could it could be the color that you're looking for them to be mostly. But you could use a, a green primer or something or a green half paint, not watered down. It kind of works. Um, I absolutely love the Reaper ones. Uh, for their price, they are phenomenal. Yeah. You can get higher quality ones, sure, but you will pay three, four, ten times as much. Yeah. And the Reaper ones are made out of this, like, really malleable plastic. Or maybe it's rubber. Yeah, it's almost uh, sort of rubbery. Yeah, and they're perfect for carrying in any bag because you're not going to break them. Yeah, not even possible. Uh, they do have a Kickstarter live right now. It's probably $6 billion by the time this comes out. Right. I back one every year because I'm a sucker. Yes, accurate. Um, now, Dungeons and Dragons act, and Pathfinder actually put out their own branded uh, miniatures. They have both blind boxes and uh, blister packs. Uh, the blister packs are made by Blizzards. I think the blind boxes are too. I think so. Um, but they have great lines for basically like trying to pick out what your character is. I, I kind of like that, like going down the line and it's like, that one feels just right to my guy. Yeah, their signature series and their deep cuts have a lot of character. Uh, I would absolutely recommend buying these through your local game store. Because uh, playing D&D, you don't support your local stores as much as you really should be. Uh, especially if you're playing there. Playing at home, ignore it. Do what you want. Uh, they have a lot of feeling in theirs. Uh, you still miss out on you know, some of the fun character combinations, like your dwarven bards. Uh, but they aren't working on it. They're coming out with a whole bunch of new stuff all the time. Yeah, that's kind of the point of their deep cuts line, I think, is uh, it gives some of the things that are less likely to be combined. Yeah, that is their idea. Um, And then, so, you know, a battle mat is, like I said, a perfect accompaniment for trying to kind of figure out the game right now. Yeah, it's a a wet erase, dry erase, usually vinyl roll-up mat. With a grid or a hex. Yeah, and I've seen online even where uh, companies make just paper 
can find those and download those. Uh, just print them off your home computer. Mm-hmm. Or uh, they have them in big rolls. Some companies make them. Uh, they're basically like wrapping paper. Yeah, wrapping paper, tablecloth, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, of course, do Cheetos. Yeah. On your table. <laughs> Cheetos and one of those checker gingham tablecloths. Yeah. Looks pretty pretty much the same way. Or a chest full of like things in Stranger Things, I think. Yeah. It's uh, just a visual representation. If you need high production value, do it. Gordon Forge is super high end. Beautiful. Or a checkerboard. So, now for some digital resources that are super useful whenever you're first starting out. D&D Beyond is the officially branded resource for updates, you can load custom things, sync it between your players. You can almost end the conversation here and just say get D&D Beyond. Right. But there are other great options out there. Yeah. Uh, Roll20 is a... They, they basically have all of the officially licensed stuff from D&D. Uh, as well as I think they have other systems. I think they have Pathfinder already built into it also. I'm pretty sure they do. Uh, the f- best part about Roll20 is if you're doing a distance game and you want the visual element, uh, Roll20 is about as good as it gets. You can set up a map, you can move your players through a map and give them a light function, so you have all your monsters and baddies and things on it, but they can't see it until they get close enough to trigger the light. So it's got a fun video game, tabletop game feel for distance players. Yeah, and then uh, a similar product is Fantasy Grounds. I've heard of it, but I've not used it. I've not gone through and even done like version on there, but basically I stick mostly to Roll20's free features and D&D Beyond now that it's more fleshed out than it was even a year ago. It's gotten, it's honestly twice to three times as good as it was then and it is free. I'll just add that. And finally for that you get your Skypes. Uh, It's probably the most basic and still powerful way to get a gaming group together long distance. Uh, you might suffer with sound quality if you care about that sort of thing. You're at the whims of your internet. Got to get the job done. All right. So that's pretty much all you'll need as a player. So all you players, just go ahead, uh, subscribe to us. You know, do all that fun stuff that we normally say at the end of the episode. You can just shut it off for now. <laughs> uh, make sure to bring Mountain Dew and Cheetos. Oh yeah, bring Mountain Dew and Cheetos for your DM. They may give you an inspiration or, or something else. Also, you can't level up past level four without adequately bribing the DM with Mountain Dew. Um, it's in the DMG. I don't yeah, think you're going to go. Yeah, no, no, I skipped that. It's one of those uh, alternate rules. By alternate, it's fact. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Now that we got them out of the room, DMs, time to talk to you. Zarker your players. Do it now. Do it brutally. <laughs> Wait, murder the players or murder the characters? You know, do, do, do you. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. As long as you do horrible things, it's fine. All right, well. <laughs> uh, so, some special things that you may want to consider uh, purchasing just for you um, to kind of stay a little more organized. Three-ring binder or spiral notebooks, composition notebooks are invaluable, honestly. I, I know that some people build encounters and... Uh, Campaigns exclusively online. I but I still that. need something to scratch ideas down onto. Uh, 
moleskin journals are great for keeping in your back pocket and you get an idea while you're at work, scribble it down and you'll have clarity. Yeah. I end up taking a, a three-ring binder to work in case I come up with any cool ideas. Uh, when I come to game night, I've well, not three-ring binders, the spiral-bound notebooks. Uh, when I come to game night, I've got a spiral-bound notebook or two inside of a satchel and my character sheet's in a little folder. Uh, I use a whole bunch of those different things all rolled into one. Now, that said, building stuff online, uh, I know a lot of DMs use OneNote or Google Drive or Dropbox, something like that to keep track of resources so that they can, you know, maybe just save a web page as a PDF, throw it into their Dropbox and have it for later. You can't lose it, you can't forget it, you can share it, so one person isn't stuck keeping track of all the loot. You can, you can pull it up on your phone if need be. Like, you get cornered into DMing a session last week with about two hours notice. <laughs> I don't know where that would happen. No, never. Uh, another site that I've recently heard of is World Anvil. It is basically a DM's three-ring binder with a mapping resources, uh, mapping resources, so you can actually pinpoint areas on your map, create a pin for it, that then, like Wikipedia-style, hyperlinks over to a journal entry, where you can say, hey, this is an encounter, it has these things in it, these are the rumors that are connected to it in these circles. Attacking the road between Kelmvor or Kelmvor is it Dodd? Yeah. Between Neverwinter and Waterdeep, along the Sword Coast. Yeah. Uh, you can put that pin into that map at that point, and then you know, hey, my players are in Waterdeep. If they go up this way, they're going to encounter that. And it has a free version in which you can kind of start fleshing out your world and try it out before needing to actually pay for it. The only caveat is if you're looking at down the road, changing that into a product that can make you money, the free version stuff is all free to the world. So I'll handle this transition because I won't have anything to do with it. If you're looking to find content, you almost have to go digitally. Uh, there are some paper books. Again, check with your game store. Go online. Uh, there are some fantastic modules. Um, cons are a great resource for that, too. Yeah. I went to Steel City Con uh, a couple months ago and was able to pick up three, like, uh, AD&D modules for, like, ten bucks each, which was kind of nice. And for a fifth edition exclusive and licensed actual Dungeons & Dragons, there's a ton of different publishers out there making it. Uh, but for straight D&D, other than Fendelver, uh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist is one of the best-received modules out there right now. So give that one a go. It's huge. It's time-consuming. Uh, depending on how you run it, it can have some pacing problems, or it can be just edge-of-your-seat gripping. Uh, rated about six times, you'll be good to go. I've heard of the... Uh, I've heard that the Curse of Straw also module for 5th edition is amazing. It's much more like gothic horror than just 
fantasy. Yeah, you end up in a vampire's domain, and uh, it is very moody. Uh, it's extremely well written. I loved every part about that. Uh, it doesn't quite get the reviews of the Dragon Fest, but I love it a lot. It is one thing it has on Dragon Fest, which is a brand new product for 5th edition. Curse of Strahd is adapted from, I think, going back to 2nd edition D&D. Yeah, I don't know if it was at first. It's, it may have been first. Uh, uh, In Ravenloft. Yeah. yeah. It was a basically been adapted for every version of D&D, and so if you ever meet up with old school DMs or old school players, a lot of people have a story that took place in Strahd's castle. Yeah. That and the Temple of Elemental Evil are uh, everywhere. <laughs> Do those go uh, find friends? What was the Curse of the Spider Queen? Yes. That's another one that, like, everybody has a story that involves one of the three of those. So that usually is indicative of, A, them being fairly hard. So it may not be the best place to start as a DM. But also being a story worth playing. Exactly. There's, there's something there besides hard. If you want something brutal, go do, um, uh, okay. Yeah, that's the one. How did I know? Because it's miserable. Yeah. So, uh, that is another thing to bring up is that, well, let, let's first get into a couple of the resources and then we can talk about, like, what to look for. Yeah, I got it. Um, DMs Guild and DriveThruRPG are great resources for, um, actually getting out there and finding other content. The difference is DMs Guild is only exclusively for D&D. DriveThruRPG basically has other products, um, other role-playing games, or other add-ons, and kind of like adapted versions of D&D that uh, give you more options. Like, kind of like what we played last week. At the uh, remote cards. Yeah. yeah. It was a, a riff on Index Card RPG. I did look that up. That sounds awesome. I yeah. was going to steal that if I had to do an emergency one-shot today. I like it. Um, if you're, uh, DMs Guild also has just a ton of the old modules uh, for sale in PDF form or printable on demand, um, especially a lot of the classics like uh, Tomb of the Lizard. Is it, what's it? Shoot. Lizard Queen? Lizard People? Lizard King. on the Borderlands. Uh, Keep on the Shadowfell. I think that was in there too. There were, it's, it's a great resource for actually attaining the information. But if you've never heard of any of these, if you've never uh, you know, partaken, Adventure Lookup is a great site for trying to find a module to kind of help you get started. Choose what kind of environment you want to be in, what kind of game you're wanting to run, and what uh, what setting you're in, and it'll give you like the top five rated um, modules for you to, to choose from. And then you just go over to DMs Guild and grab one of them and you know, start reading. Word of warning: If you're going to be looking up and reading through these modules, you will have learned its secrets and can no longer be a player in good faith. Mm-hmm. I'm 
unfortunately, that's why I have not read through too many of them, because I still want to know. Mm-hmm. So be wary if you're looking these up. The other thing is, is old modules are much less player-friendly. They're very, um, they tend to be harder, more brutal, more about surviving and playing smart. Uh, the additions have shifted much more to shenanigans, having fun, uh, more player content, uh, player generated, player shared. Uh, that's not necessarily how it ran in first, second, third. That changed around three five. Yeah, uh, especially first and second edition. Some of those like really notable modules are what are called like tournament modules, I think. Yeah, and they were built to test out a group at a convention to see if they could get through it, if they, if they could survive. They're basically meat grinders. Yeah. I can't get behind that because I just don't see D&D as a tournament, uh, tournament game at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people do like that. So if you do... Basically like, for bragging rights. If you can beat two of the horrors in one go, your DM has probably taken it easy. <laughs> Even if you know the tricks, that thing's just brutal. Yeah. Now... Some other stuff, um, some of the resources I've used over the past year trying to get better at, at DMing, telling stories, providing visuals even. Um, YouTube's an, an amazing resource. You can learn how to fight with a gazebo, learn why clerics are busted, and see what happens when you give a goblin a deck of many things. Oh, among other fun videos. Yeah. Um, some of the channels I've watched are Dungeon Craft, which is Sometimes it's more about like how to DM, how to play. Other times it's about actually building terrain and stuff like that. Uh, Black Magic Craft is an amazing terrain channel. If you're looking at building terrain inexpensively, um, it's your best resource out there. And now that we've said terrain, we're starting to wander outside of starting. Uh, yeah, terrain goes on your battle map. Uh, so instead of your can of Pringles being something in the way of like a pillar, now you're crafting that pillar out of foam block and paint and glue. Uh, there's a lot more to this than just a game. You can dive deep into the hobby, spend hours painting. Yeah. It's definitely uh, not only do you get as much out of it as you put into the hobby, but like there are, are different rabbit holes for different people. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that draws so many people into the mostly just here for goofing, messing around, mm-hmm. and we mentioned tournament setups, so you can do both extremes and have a blast. You yeah. don't even need dice some days, you just have chats in character. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, if you're playing right, you're going to have at least spans of an hour or two hours where you don't need to roll anything, you're just in character going through yeah. a day of your character. I mean, we should do some. <laughs> I think we do plenty. Yeah, you keep mixing things up. i got to start playing you guys more. Probably. Yeah. All right. Um, that about wraps it up. If, if you have any tips of your own for a, a player or a game master just starting out, feel free to share them with us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at 4H of Roleplay. And as always, you can follow us uh, using the hashtag for horror. Horror. 
stick around and uh, we'll get to part two, making a character. And listen to us torture Ron with math and writing. <laughs> All right, night nerds. All right, so we finally decided to record the thing. I'm not going to say it this time. Ron's grown too wise for our ways. I have. I've caught on to you guys. Time to do the thing. Shit. Got him. So, here at the Morgantown Mall at the store for horsemen, we do a thing called D&D Encounters every Wednesday. All you have to do is show up with a character or a blank sheet or a piece of paper 